Hi, Jared here. With this week being Vacation Bible School, it time to make a new episode did not happen. So we will pick up with the next episode of the podcast next week. In the meantime, I've recently mentioned one of my favorite folk songs being Keep On Keeping On. So this is an older refreshed episode from fall of 2021 based on that song. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared Cunningham, your host. I hope the break wasn't too long for you, but it was a necessity. There was a laundry list of changes I wanted to make to the podcast, and I'm super excited about one of those changes. You've heard me say that the Refresh Podcast aims to extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning and to take a deeper dive into our faith. And while that's still the goal, I want to expand on that this season, and that starts with a new addition to the podcast. If you join us for worship, you know Kelly Flynn as both a percussionist and singer on the worship team. She's also a volunteer with our children's ministry. She'll be on the podcast from time to time. She'll be involved in making episodes. And most importantly, she'll be making sure I don't take any unnecessary breaks and that I post episodes on time because I procrastinate. So I'm glad she's helping out and I'm glad we were able to make those changes that have been bothering me for some time. Speaking of things that bother me, let's talk about change. I've openly said that I don't like change, and Pastor Brian can attest to that. At the same time, I know that change is good, like these changes to the podcast. Now, I won't name anything specific, but if you have a habit that you know is bad, not solely because others say it is, but because you genuinely know it is, it's hard to change, and once you make that change, it's hard to keep that change going. Then there's the other type of change where we want something to be different. We want things to improve, but it's just not happening. It could be anything like, I don't know, say a 16th month long pandemic or maybe equality for people of all races and gender identities. You know, anything. We pursue change. We hope for the best and we reach incremental improvements. But I think we can all agree we're not exactly where we want to be. A man named Lynn Chandler comes to mind. Now, Chandler is a folk singer born in 1935 in Akron, Ohio. At the age of eight, he started playing the piano and went on to study music. While earning his master's degree at Columbia University, he was a youth counselor at a boys' home. And as an outing, the counselors of the home would take kids to Greenwich Village to listen to music. And it's here that Chandler was exposed to folk music and kind of dove headfirst into the civil rights movement of the 60s. He sang at rallies, he was involved in marches, he, Joan Baez, and Bob Dylan sang together on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial after Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, and somewhere between 1966 and 1967, he released his first album entitled To Be a Man. Now, on that album, the thing that I keep coming back to, the song that I keep coming back to, is entitled Keep On Keeping On. To quote Chandler himself, as he describes the song, he says, I was sitting on a New York subway train when the train next to mine started moving. And I got the impression that I was moving backward. From this, I formed the idea that you might as well be moving backward if you're only standing still while everything else is moving ahead. 
The first verse opens with that train example and talks about how it feels when everyone else moves forward while we feel stuck in the same place. The second verse says, some people always say what I should do. That's something they seem to know so well, but it's what I've got to do that's on my mind, and they never seem to listen when I tell. And it's describing how everyone magically, you know, knows what we should do with our situation without fully understanding what the situation is. The last verse is my favorite because it talks about these two ships sailing on the sea, heading in different directions, but pushed by the same breeze. Our lives are just like those ships on the sea. The seas get stormy, it gets dark, it gets hard to see, but we have to keep on keeping on. It brings to mind the words of Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the book of Acts. The book begins as Jesus is ascending to heaven, and I just can't imagine what it would be like. For three years, the disciples followed Jesus, seeing these miraculous teachings and healings, only to see him beaten, crucified, and buried. Three days later, they see him conquer the grave, and for 40 more days, Jesus continues to appear to others before ascending to heaven, leaving his disciples to continue his work. It's truly a daunting task with no clear direction on what to do next, but what do we see the disciples do? Anointed by the Holy Spirit, we see them band together, go out, and spread the gospel, facing persecution in a time that must have been terrifying. I recently watched a documentary called Summer of Soul about the Harlem Cultural Festival that took place in 1969. Now, in short, it was a six-week-long music festival held in Harlem over the course of the summer. And 50,000 African and Cuban and Puerto Rican Americans gathered to listen to soul and R&B, blues, gospel, and even more varieties of music. I've also been watching a Netflix series called This Is Pop. One episode was about the popularity of festivals, and it talked about the first Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. Some estimate that anywhere between 25,000 to 90,000 people attended the festival. Others push the number to about 200,000. And you know of the other big music festival that took place in August of 1969. And it said that 500,000 young New Yorkers were in attendance at Woodstock. Richie Havens, the opening act for the festival, says it was actually 800,000 people from all over the country that attended that festival. Now, why do I bring all this up? Because even if you weren't around in the 60s, you know what else happened in the 60s. Looming over the entire decade is the Cold War tension between the United States and the Soviet Union. After that, live images of what is happening in Vietnam are hitting TVs and people are outraged, questioning whether we should be there in the first place. Next, there's a civil rights movement. The boycotts, the sit-ins, the marches, the rallies, the riots, all in an effort to push for equal rights and fair treatment. And sadly... Highlighting the decade are the assassinations of John F. Kennedy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and Robert Kennedy. Outside of the music and thousands of people, all the festivals I mentioned earlier have something else in common. In each of the documentaries and videos I've watched, they each said with so much going on, they just wanted to gather together. Reeling from the turbulent times they had been through so far, these crowds of people wanted to just stand together with other like-minded people and, in a sense, be refreshed before going back out and facing the world. Now, said another way, 
they likely gathered in these parks and farmlands in search of a way to keep moving forward. These were meant to be a way for these concert goers to regroup as they tried to keep on keeping on, as Lynn Chandler might say. Today is not much different. As I so delicately mentioned in the beginning of the episode, the last year and a half have been the series of events that we never could have imagined. I don't feel like I'm dredging up ancient history when I say 16 months ago in March of 2020, we were told the disease spreading across the globe was increasing in numbers in our country and we would have to quarantine. And a few months later, we see what happened at the Capitol. No need to go into detail there. Now we see the COVID-19 virus has grown stronger in the form of a new variant. Infection numbers are increasing and we are left to wonder if we even can move forward. But there is hope. It's hard to see, maybe even hard to believe, but there's hope if we continue to keep going, to keep moving forward. Proverbs 4.25 tells us, focus your eyes straight ahead. Keep your gaze on what is in front of you. Even the Bible tells us to keep looking forward to keep looking ahead. Just as the disciples gathered together after Jesus returned to heaven, just as festival attendees stood together in fields and parks to make sense of what was happening around them in the 60s, we too, with safety in mind, can take some time out and connect with one another and be refreshed so we too can keep moving forward in our own capacity. When faced with hardships that never seem to let up, it's easy to feel weak or small in comparison to the problem we're facing. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about this temptation or torment he was dealing with and how he asked God to remove it. Paul says, but he said to me, and this is God talking to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weakness so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in my weakness and insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. I'm sure Paul doesn't literally mean he loved getting insults and persecution. Feel free to fact check me, but I think in his own way, he's saying he understood that weakness and insults and difficulties were part of life and that he had faith in the fact that when they came, God gave him strength to keep on going. Much like he did for Paul, God gives us strength in this time where we may be feeling weak or tired from continuing to push forward. All this to say, as we forge ahead, I hope we continue to take small steps to continue moving forward and that we have reassurance in the fact that God gives us strength to keep on keeping on. To wrap things up, I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. It's good to be back. Granted, it was only a month, but... I'm happy to be back making episodes and happy to partner with Kelly to bring you this season. Coming up, we'll be having our Next Step Lunch. It's on Sunday, August 29th at 12 o'clock at the Grove House, our church ministry space. If you're new to Citrus or if you just want to know more about the church, it's a great opportunity to get information, to meet a few members from our church council and staff. So come on and hang out with us on Sunday. And before that, You can worship with us online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.